How to Grow Your Franchise, The Fit Body Camp Way with Bryce Henson. Um, Bryce Henson was born in Atlanta, Georgia. He spent most of his adult life in California. He's a graduate of the Michigan State University and he speaks Brazilian Portuguese fluently. Uh, he lived in Florianopolis in Brazil and he holds citizenship in Australia, in the United States and Portugal. So he enjoys world travel. He's a fitness expert, coach and author. And the opportunity to have Bryce here today is one I'm really delighted with because it's part of our series here to really help keep people abreast with insights to ensure you're fully informed about all the relevant topics in the franchise industry. So I'll just remind you to have a pen and paper ready because I think Bryce has got some quite hot tips that you'll find helpful. Bryce, welcome to the Franchise Radio Show. Thanks, Brian. Super excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, That's a a pleasure. And Would you like to add anything to your brief bio I gave there about what drives you and makes you, although we'll learn a bit more about that in our questions? I'm sure we'll probably learn a bit more, but what really drives me foundationally, Brian, is health, fitness, and really spreading that message to not only the the states here in North America, but the globe. So we'll dive in, but uh, that would be baseline. Right. And so is that basically your, what would you say is your point of difference? Does that sort of summarize it? I think for our brand and certainly our mission at Fitbody Bootcamp is to inspire fitness and change lives every day. And that's for far more than a tagline. That's really our life's work. And on the other side of that um, is the, the obesity pandemic that we're uh, up against. And, you know, we were chatting offline a little bit about it. I'm not totally sure on what that stat is in Australia, but I know here in North America in the U S specifically um, the last report by the CDC in 2018 was 40, just South of 43%. And in the previous, 18-year clip, it had been increasing at a 2.6% clip. So um, as you would imagine here, we're recording this in 2021, it's probably closer to 50%. Um, So that's certainly our mission and our vision and really what we're passionate about. But I would say what separates Fit Body Bootcamp you know, being the largest indoor uh, franchise group training system uh, or bootcamp in the world um, would be the focus on the results that we have for our clientele, uh, which are absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the relationships that we have, which really, you know, uh, defines the community that we create at our studios across North America, and the fact that we're owner-led. We have eight uh, Fit Body Bootcamp owners who are some of the most successful, you know, owners in our brand that are, whether it be on our leadership team or specifically in our coaching profitability team, which just really adds a lot of value as we continue to evolve and innovate, um, would be a few d- different, uh, I guess, key uh, defining factors on what separates us and, you know, why we've been so successful. Yeah, look, that's why I, I was keen to have a chat with you because the principles you've applied apply to any franchise business. If you've really got a, if you've got a why, you've got a driving goal, uh, you're passionate about your business and you're committed, then I think what you've done is a great example of how people can grow their business. So, uh, but let's go back to the beginning and say, you know, from your point of view, why was it you wanted to franchise the business? Well, I think uh, actually franchising found us. And what I mean by that is I am the newly minted CEO of our organization. I've been in the brand as an owner since 2012, which was the year that we franchised. But um, our founder, his name is Bedros Koulian, a partner of mine, um, he actually just, you know, created a concept back in 2010 and first started it as a licensing program. And um, he, is, he has an incredible story. His immigrant edge, his family escaped communist Russia back 
you know, in the in the early, I guess, 1980, uh, arrived in Southern California, and uh, you know, having um, you know becoming or coming from very humble beginnings, um, they used to run out of money before used to run out of month. So because of that, you know, eating processed foods and whatnot. Um, so Bedros basically was you know large uh, as he went through his high school years, and he really you know wanted to kind of have a change, and he discovered fitness, and that's really was the catapult for his success, and you know why he started the brand in 2010 which then I joined forces in 2012 as an owner. And I'm happy to kind of, you know, go through that. But uh, between both of us having a huge passion in fitness, that's actually what led the calling. It was first, you know, this dream to really help our, you know, because we were, our, our lives had changed through fitness, really to help others and help our community. And uh, one, thing, one thing led to another being that that's our art, but we know the science is really, you know, being able you know, to run a business. And uh, then we ultimately, you know, found that franchising would be a great way to go so that way we could actually, actually have the bigger impact that we're looking to make. Right, so um, perhaps, and is it Pedro? Um, his name's Bedros with a B, Bedros. We call right. him B for short. Okay, all right. So stepping back from his experience, which you perhaps would know the story, I mean, do you know why he chose franchise versus company outlets? You mentioned he went into licensing first. So perhaps you can just tell us that sort of journey from a company outlet to license to franchise and just what what what, what drove him to make those those steps. Yeah, well, I can give you high level, um, but ultimately um, he was he started in the fitness space um, shoot in the early 2000s and became a personal trainer. And he ended up launching a handful of personal training studios in Southern California. And uh, he ended up selling those. Uh, and he had this aha moment because a lot of people in the industry seeing his success, other gym owners, other prof uh, fitness professionals and personal trainers started reaching out to him, asking him, hey, Bedros or B, you know, how did you grow your business? What sort of sales and marketing systems do you have? You know, what kind of operational or you know, processes do you have in place to, to achieve the success that you've you know, achieved with your five you know, thriving personal training studios? So it was right around that time when he realized, you know what, um, I actually want to kind of get into the coaching and consulting aspect. I love, love being a gym owner, um, but this is, you know, my next evolution. And uh, once he, you know, started off that path, um, then he, you know, gained some traction in, uh, as a, a coach and consultant, um, started, you know, gaining private coaching clients and uh, ultimately, you know, found the concept of Fit Body Bootcamp with a business partner and decided to launch it as a licensee model. And the, as the story goes, uh, he did that. And I say we did that, even though I wasn't part of the organization at the time, uh, for a couple years. And it wasn't until uh, we started gaining massive traction with the FTC actually knocked on our door and said, hey, you know, it seems to be you're selling territories, you're, you know, growing and you're getting a lot of traction, but you're actually running it not necessarily as a licensing model, you're actually running it more as a franchising model. And at that point, um, it just was a kind of a clear indication and the path that, you know, he wanted to go through. Um, so he actually stopped sales uh, for the better part of 2000, I want to say 11 and early 2012, um, to basically classify and follow the paperwork for franchising. And in early 2012 is when, you know, we officially relaunched as a franchise system. So that's a bit more high level, but that's really how the, the story all came to be. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Um, so I, I suppose what are the, adding to that, what are the attributes that allowed you to scale to a, a sort of what now is a high eight-figure international franchise, Bryce? 
I would say, I mean, there's quite a few factors, um, but I would say first and foremost, the ability to sell and market and become, you know, be, be a good storyteller. And I think, you know, that's something I've learned from B and that's something that, you know, the torch continues to be passed on and something that we do extremely well is really focus on our owner success, uh, storytell on our owner success and really, you know, touch on the heartstrings and really make the stories that we put out the marketing company content that we put out, um, just very personal. And, and, and that really gravitates and attracts people. So I would say, you know, first and foremost, it, it's that, you know, focus on the sales and marketing engine. Uh, but of course, over the years, we've had to add to that as we scaled the hundreds of hundreds of locations throughout North America. And uh, I would say probably one of the, the biggest innovations we've made over the last few years that's really you know, skyrocketed our support and our service to our owners, which I indicated earlier on this uh, on our discussion, would be the creation of our coaching and profitability team. And uh, what we realized was, you know, we had a lot of success, a lot of owners. We could story, we could market. Uh, excuse me, we could market, we could storytell, and we built a lot of good systems within the brand. Um, but just like many franchise uh, orders, uh, we hired people with business experience or consulting experience or operational experience. Um, to coach our owners, but not necessarily, you know, who had been in the trenches, who were entrepreneurs themselves. Uh, so when I was talking with B at the time, and this is a few years ago, I was actually the vice president um, at the time, I saw an opportunity because I started out as a franchisee and I still am. I still have two locations in Southern California. So I know how the business works because I started that way. In fact, I'm a Fit Body Bootcamp client in addition to a Fit Body Bootcamp coach, owner, and now the CEO. Um, so when we were talking with B, I thought, you know, who better to actually coach and consult our owners than the most successful owners in our brand? Because they not only have the operation or the coaching experience, but they actually have the business entrepreneurial experience because they've been living and breathing our brand. And I think, you know, between, you know, the sales and marketing, you know, discussion that we just hit on and also to being owner led and having a, an incredible coaching team uh, that our owners themselves, uh, those are a couple you know, key strategies that's really uh, made us and elevate to, to where we are today. Right. Well, a lot of organizations have perhaps obviously use external coaches. Yes, from time to time. We've done that ourselves over the years with significant success. And then I suppose the point is you've actually bought your coaching in-house with your franchisees. How is that structured? I mean, they still, they're still owners, but they become more involved in the coaching or do you appoint them as buddies so that, you know, one is appointed to a new franchisee when they join? What's the, how's that work? I'm fascinated. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. So our franchise, we're based in Southern California, a little suburb of Los Angeles called Chino Hills next to Disneyland, which is kind of the claim to fame. Um, and we do have one franchise business coach that owns uh, a, a Fit Body Bootcamp in Orange, California, which is very close. But aside from that, all of our other franchise business coaches are spread out. We have one in Canada, uh, one in Texas, uh, one in South Dakota, one in Michigan. Um, and uh, they're, you know, open, operating, executing their business on a day-to-day -day basis. And, you know, this is something they do, I guess, technically in a part-time basis, but really they live and breathe fit bodies. So the beautiful thing is as we, you know, either align, create new systems, create new, you know, marketing campaigns and programs to bring clients in, we're all doing this on a day-to-day -day basis. So we align once a week uh, and basically, you know, have our, uh, what we call our L10 or weekly meeting to, you know, push the brand forward in terms of you know, the sales and processes to support for ownership. But to your point in terms of, you know, how it works from a coaching perspective, you're exactly right. We brought it in house and each of our cap coaches, um, they have an assigned list of, you know, anywhere from 
you know, 60 to 75 owners who they are the point person for. So we established the, the department a few years ago. Um, so, you know, we have many owners, obviously, being hundreds of locations already, you know, up in, in their business operating by the time we created the cap department. Uh, so they were assigned a specific, you know, cap coach, uh, short for coaching and profitability. But then to your point, all new franchisees coming through the pipeline day one, they're assigned that coach. So it's really, you know, at our location levels, we teach our owners that, you know, first and foremost, we're in the people and the relationship business. And that's the same thing with our franchisor. We are in the relationship business. So, you know, having an individual coach who's assigned to a set of owners and having that personal relationship, that coaching, that accountability and support has just been a really big game changer. We've, we've been able to leverage that, you know, within our current infrastructure ecosystem of, of some of the most uh, successful owners in our brand. I, I love that. That's a great model. So that's a fantastic way of giving support. So really it's, it's because of your weekly meetings, your, your, your knowledge, your changes, your information filters down through the coaches. So they're, they're the funnel for information beyond just the coaching side of things. Would that be right? It would, it would. And the other thing too, I mean, and certainly we have a lot of knowledge, I think on our coaching profitability team, we have, you know, 30 years of combined experience running fitness facilities, actually probably even a little bit more, um, but also too, and I think the value of a franchise system, you know, for your audience listening is just the, the incubation, the innovation, because let's face it, we have a lot of answers, but we don't have all the answers either. And a lot of innovation happens, you know, uh, at our location level and the beauty of our, you know, ability to have relationships with our franchisees is we take the best opportunities and the best innovations and the best campaigns and the things that work. And then we talk amongst our team on a weekly basis. And then, you know, the, the winners, we actually execute brand wide. And I'll give you an example of that. Um, one of our, actually, he's not in our uh, coaching profitability team, but he runs, he's the director of our Fit Body Forever program, which is a, a separate program that serves, you know, the mature adults, 55 years and older. Um, but he started running a specific uh, meeting called the Jumpstart Nutrition meeting, which was extra value for new clients coming through the door, where we could provide a lot of nutrition coaching and support, you know, and value in the coaching process. And of course, because the value we provide in that coaching session, we charged $100 for it. So, you know, now he perfected this owner, a dear friend named Stephen out in Alabama on the East Coast of the United States. He perfected, you know, that particular, you know, uh, jumpstart nutrition meeting uh, in terms of the sales, the marketing of it, the coaching, the content of it. And then what we did was actually aligned with our cap team. And then we actually put resources and actually launched that uh, to the rest of our brand. And we have many owners, actually, you know, two friends in San Diego named Justin and Gina, who launched it uh, at the beginning of the year. And they've netted an additional $12,000 of profit, not just revenue profit, just from implementing this particular system that we were able to aggregate because of the innovation in our brand. And I think that's really the true power of of a franchise system to begin with, but also the way we're structured where, you know, we have our coaches, you know, with building relationships and then we can aggregate the best ideas as we continue to evolve. Yeah, the principle of the added value with those additional products or services um, is certainly a, a, a key point, isn't it? So when, you, when you're looking for these franchisees, um, what, what are the qualities that you're looking for? What do you think it is that makes a successful franchisee? And, and what are the warning signals perhaps of the ones that uh, are perhaps likely to be more of a more of a challenge for you. Yeah, that's a great question. We've evolved our process, so it's more extensive, and um, you know, it's a ten point process. Uh, so because of that, you know, th that extensive process and putting some hurdles, we get to know our candidates. 
Uh, we have our franchise business advisor. You know, they, they go through many validation calls and ultimately they still talk with myself and our founder, Bedros, as the last step to make sure they're, you know, highly qualified. Um, in addition to, you know, the background checks and the funding, you know, um, you know credit uh, or checks as well. But aside from that, more than just the application process, we're just looking first and foremost for people who are passionate about fitness and passionate about people uh, because we can teach the training. We have the processes um, we have all that built out for a new, new owners coming through, but you can't teach the want to help someone else. You can't teach the ability or the want to, to form a relationship with another human being. And, and really, and as I kind of hit this earlier, Brian, but I'm going to really hit on it one more time. This is what we teach our franchisees. Primarily, we're not in the fitness business. Primarily, we're not in the nutrition business. Primarily, we're not in the coaching business. And yes, those are all things that we do, but primarily we're in the people business. So first and for, foremost, that's what we look for. And, uh, and I guess to kind of, um, you know, story tell a little bit, which I think, you know, will button up and provide a good example of exactly what we're looking for. The, the other aspect would be someone who's coachable because we have the systems, the resources, the processes, um, sometimes in human nature. And I think we've all been guilty of it, myself included, a bit hard headed, especially if a process isn't exactly how we want to implement it. Um, but uh, because uh, of our proven track record, we really want our franchisees to execute the playbook because when they do, it works. So we really want someone who's coachable. And I heard this story um, a while back. I was at a conference, and I think it illustrates the point really, really clearly. And it was a, someone from the Coast Guard talking about, you know, the Coast Guard um, here in the U.S. Uh, are typically, you know, a, a, a military operation where if there's, you know, boats on sea that have capsized that need rescue, you know, the helicopters, the aircraft go out to save, you know, people in the water. And the Coast Guard pilot was saying, you know, it's a very humbling uh, moment when the Coast Guard goes out and they see the boat capsized and they see the people in the water. And that humbling moment when they realize that there's more people in the water than they have spots in the aircraft. So the question is, who do they save? <laughs> and as you would imagine, that's a very tough question. But the answer is the people who are swimming towards the helicopter. Those are the people that we save. And I illustrate this point because, you know, the, 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 the franchisees that do the best are coachable. They're swimming towards us, swimming towards the helicopter of HQ and really taking action on the coaching uh, that we provide. And really, I think that's a you know roundabout way, Brian, of really articulating who exactly we're looking for that make the best franchisees for Fit Body Bootcamp. So they're selling themselves to you rather than you selling yourself to them. That could be fair to say. Yeah, excellent. That's, that's, that's interesting. Well, it, it reminds me of one of our well-known franchisors here who's since sold the business and so forth, but Tom Potter had a business called Eagle Voice Pizza. He established that some probably 35 years ago now, but he, he came from a country town, had a successful little pizza business. And uh, something he said, uh, I always remember, he said, when I, when I started a franchise, I went from the pizza business to the people business. And that's exactly what you're saying there in, in your situation. And I think a lot of people in franchising don't recognize that. They don't realize it's people, people, people. And that is uh, it. Yeah. Now that's, that's interesting. So at this point in time, you know, a decade into your franchising journey, um, from the point of view of, you know, of, of body camp, what would you say are the three takeaways, if I can ask you that one, from, from the franchise process today? You know, how has it sort of evolved for you? How have you found the journey? Well, I think three takeaways uh, that's really helped us and good sage advice for, for your audience is 
hire a professional. And we first got, you know, Fit Body Bootcamp off the ground, um, you know, with Bedros, our, our founder. This is something that we did. Uh, we hired some coaching and consultants, uh, people in the franchising space that, uh, that really had, you know, gone where we wanted to go. And I think that's the value really, you know, specifically of franchising in general. Uh, you have a proven model that works. And, you know, you're looking for recruiting people that are willing to be coachable, as we just talked about, that can tap in and really execute the playbook. Uh, so hiring a coach or hiring professional is absolutely, you know, foundational. And, uh, and I think that's, you know, really good sage advice and a big key takeaway. Um, also in the space, um, you know, it's hard. It's just like anything in life, success is not easy, no matter what anyone tells you. So just going in from the mindset that it's going to be harder than you think. Um, but if you put your head down and surround yourself with good people and keep just pressing through, um, it'll be worth it. And uh, I think that's probably my biggest takeaway. And the last takeaway from being in the franchising space is hire a good attorney. There's a lot of laws and regulations and FTT, FTC um, and compliance issues that you have to, to worry about. Um, so it's just very good, uh, prudent advice to make sure that you have a good you know, uh, attorney and certainly a tax professional on your side. So uh, those would be three big takeaways from our experience and success in the franchising industry. Yeah, wise advice indeed, I think. And it's uh, the head of somebody who's talking from experience, I think, uh, talking to you. So if I can just, just jump across from that one, and what are, maybe if you don't mind sharing, what would you say in retrospect have been um, any of the mistakes you've made in that process where, where, where things haven't quite gone right and you've been able to look back retrospectively and say, wow, that's something we're not going to do again? Yeah. Oh, that's a great question. And, you know, being very candid, uh, we've made many, many mistakes uh, we've learned from and got better from just like, you know, anyone who's achieved any level of success or organization in their lives. Um, I would say first and foremost, um, our application process when we first started in 2012, was it nearly as stringent and thorough as it is today? So, you know, we basically, you know, had some bad fits that necessarily just weren't uh, living our breathing our core values. So, you know, that would be, you know, number one. Um, number two would be um, we, we grew and we grew exponentially fast. Um, and because of our you know, ability to, to market and tell stories and attract people in the brand. And it's really important, um, you know, that assuming that you have uh, good marketing abilities and you're listening to this, that you have the proper operational support to basically, you know, account for that. So, you know, we had some growing pains because of the exponential growth for sure. Uh, the other, uh, I guess, big takeaway would be, um, you know, really, uh, you know, having an idea of, of creating feed or uh, open, being open to feedback. And now we've extremely strong feedback culture um, within our organization, uh, but it wasn't always like that, you know, a handful of years ago. And, you know, we started our FAC, our Franchise Advisory Council a few years ago, should have done that probably, you know, at least six, seven years ago, in addition to the coaching and profitability team. Uh, so I think those two, um, you know, kind of uh, like groups that really aggregate data, aggregate feedback are just, you know, absolutely, you know, mission critical. And the last one would be what actually is turned, it's going to turn out to be the biggest blessing, but we aligned ourselves with a technology partner, you know, uh, about four years ago um, that, you know, we were not going to say any names, but just wasn't a good fit. And, you know, we certainly did, did some research uh, and looked into it and got some good taste, case studies and testimonials, but we could have done a, done a better job of just being a bit more thorough in our research and exploration. And I 
I think, um, you know, because of that, it was a big miss and we caused some friction within our brand. Uh, but the good news and the silver lining is because of that misstep, uh, we've really taken the, the mentality of anything that we push out now is usually incubated and innovated within, you know, our franchise. We test everything. Uh, so we, at any given time, because of, you know, the fact that we have hundreds of locations, we have different tests that are, you know, you know, whether it be marketing, whether it be sales, whether it be operations, whether it be coaching. And basically from the test that we put out, we only actually execute and, and promote brand wide the winners. And because of that technology innovation, we actually have now um, with a partner with uh, one of our Fit Body Bootcamp owners have actually, in, we're in the process of developing our proprietary software, which really take our business to the next level. So because of that misstep, we learned from it. Um, and actually now we have a custom CRM and billing system that is built specifically for us. Uh, so it's certainly a painful experience, but one that's actually going to benefit our brand, our owners and our clients for years to come. So in a nutshell, I know that was a few different things, but those are probably a few big lessons that we've learned and, uh, and really things that we We've, you know, taken with us to get us better. Yeah, no, look, I can see why you're so successful. By the way, I failed to mention how many outlets you've actually got. How, how many actually you've got out in the field, roughly at the moment? Right? Just south, just south of three hundred. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, look, and um, what Bryce is explaining here is the benefit of scale. Once you start to scale up, then you can afford to have the luxury of having these specifically built issues like you know your own crm and putting your own software packages together and so forth but uh, it's a matter of doing it at the right time I, I, there's a few points there i've certainly taken note of um what about um you've probably given us the answer to this one but you know what would you perhaps have done differently if you were starting again today bryce oh um i'd probably hit on a few of those points but i just to, to reiterate um would just be the biggest thing as you scale is to basically take a step back, get feedback, uh, make sure that, you know, if you do have strong sales and marketing skills, that you're able to onboard and, and really support them at a high level. Um, and growing pains are good. Uh, you're going to have problems any, you know, problems are a sign of life. So no matter what, you know, <laughs> business or human you are, uh, if you're listening to this, you have problems, I have problems, Brian, you have problems. At the end of the day, though, you want first world problems versus third world problems. And you just do that by trial and error, um, by listening to your people, listening to your owners, listening to your clients, getting feedback, um, and then, you know, testing, especially as you grow at scale, um, you really make, need to make sure that you test anything that you put out. And that's just to really reiterate this uh, home. We're testing a few marketing campaigns right now. We're few, testing a few um, you know, operational kind of supports. We're, we're testing another piece of technology. Um, before we might have jumped to the conclusion that, hey, this is great. But now, especially because of the scale of hundreds of locations, we've learned that we need to take a step back and actually. So you need to take a step back and before you push out any new initiatives, especially when, you know, you have, uh, you know, hundreds of uh, locations really just need to take a step back and actually make sure that anything that you push out brand wide is fully tested. So at any given time, we have tests on marketing campaigns, we have tests on operation campaigns or, you know, regional trainings, whatever the case may be. 
Um, so it's really, really important before, especially at scale, before you push things out, make sure that they're thoroughly tested. And when you do, and you get great feedback, and then when you actually push it out, those testers who actually gone through that protocol and program, they're going to be the biggest raving fans, and they're going to help influence the rest of the brand to basically, you know, align and take action again against the new process system marketing campaign or service that you have to offer. Look, it's pretty obvious that the B is a fairly extraordinary individual. Um, from his background and his, you know, the, the way that he's grown the business. Um, and uh, it's pretty obvious that to achieve what you've done with the relationship with your franchisees and, and what's evolved with your coaching programs and so on, there's quite a few innovative things there, but you've taken drive and taken leadership. So from, from the point of view of the leadership of the business, what, what do you see are the core components that have provided that? It doesn't just happen in a vacuum. No, it, it does not. And uh, leadership, uh, we're big fans of, of uh, the world around author John Maxwell, and he defines leadership as his influence, nothing more, nothing less influence. And I think that's really important to lead an organization. Uh, you need influence, you need buy-in uh, from your you know, team at your he uh, franchise headquarters. You need influence and buy-in from your owners, for your coaches, for your team, I mean, you know, across the board. Um, so everything rises and falls on leadership, and uh, certainly it is an acquired skill. Uh, certainly, what we what I've learned over the years is that some people just naturally have you know a little bit more leadership skill set factory installed, and some don't. But at the end of the day, it is a learned skill, and uh, it's it's foundational to the success. And I say that being a weak leader, and Bedros, uh, my business partner and our founder, will also say that about himself as well. Uh, but Brian, if I take a step back, and, and there's you know quite a few uh, components that I think you know really um, make up a strong leader or leadership. And number one, I would say courage, um, because at the essence, when you're leading an organization, um, you have to put yourself out there, and uh, ultimately, um, you're going to have a lot of fans, but you're also going to have haters too, and that's just the that you know goes with the territory. Uh, so you know, having a strong sense of courage, which again can be developed with time. Uh, the next thing would be acute communication. Uh, you have to be a strong communicator. What we like to say at Fitbody Bootcamp is we need to over communicate um, because we've all played that telephone game and we've all suffered from miscommunication. And I think I re uh, read a recent study that the vast majority of teams and businesses fail, uh, not because of market conditions, not because of things outside their control, because of a breakdown in communication. So that's a secondary factor within strong leadership and then a strong vision. And that goes hand in hand with the ability to communicate. You have to have a strong vision uh, and be able to communicate that vision often. And specifically that vision is you know, where you want to go as an organization and really the why that your organization exists. And if you can really you know, have courage, if you can you know, have a vision, a strong vision and communicate that vision, you're well on the way to strong leadership um, would be a few foundational com uh, components to you know, the success that we've achieved. A lot of wisdom there. You've learned a lot in a comparatively short time. So congratulations. <laughs> so um, Thank you. I suppose... A lot of the people listening to us are emerging franchisors, uh, fairly newly into the sector. Um, others obviously have been around for, for longer periods of time, but also people who are perhaps on the cusp and they're thinking, I want to grow my business. I'm not sure how I should do it. They're listening to your story and B's story. Um, and basically, I suppose, what would be your advice to people who are listening on this call who are looking to franchise as a way to grow their business. So you've given us a lot of advice in some of your key takeaways, but would you be able to snap something out of, um, of that question for me? 
Uh, absolutely. And, and, you know, kind of going back, I think it starts with passion and purpose because let's face it, whether you're franchising, whether you're own, you know, have your own business and local mom and pop shop, whatever the case may be, success has its cost and it's not easy. Um, success is just not easy. So you have to be passionate about, uh, you know, whatever you're doing. And um, I think Steve Jobs, you know, was famously quoted talking about what well, his success in Apple. He's like, you know, when, when you're looking at doing whatever you want to do, um, you know, success is so difficult that you need to be able to passionate about what you do in order to overcome the hurdles and the obstacles and the challenges, which are just inevitably part of life. Uh, so I want to start there. And I think that's a foundational reason uh, that we've been successful. Uh, and then secondarily, um, you know, uh, look to people who have gone or who are where you want to go and, you know, hire a business consultant, hire a business coach, um, you know, tap into a mastermind or network. These are all things that we've done and we continue to do. Uh, and that's been a really, really, you know, uh, a big catalyst for the success that we've achieved. And really that spreads down to the franchisees, right? Because they're coming on our brand because we have a proven model. We've been where they want to go. Um, so again, going back to, you know, a few qualities that we look for and uh, franchisees partners, it's the ability to be coachable. And that's the same thing with your audience who are interested, you know, in potentially developing their own franchise system. You got to be passionate. You got to have a vision and you got to be coachable. Uh, look for a business consultant, a coach, um, or some sort of mastermind group that's uh, really been where you want to go. So what do you see as the value of coaching? You refer to coaching a lot. It's obviously a key element of your business and of your success. So what, could you just describe, you know, what is the value of coaching to someone who says, why should I bother be coaching? I coached, I know how to run a business. I've got all my systems from my fran franchise, you know, or whatever it might be. Why, why should I have a coach? Yeah, I would say, Brian, for two reasons. Number one is accountability, um, because let's face it, you know, we talked about the obesity rate. Everyone knows it's not lack of education. Everyone knows you should put down the, the sweets, the sugar, you know, the ice cream, the processed foods and pick up the lean salad, the protein, the fruits, the vegetables. Everyone knows that. However, few people have someone who will hold them accountable. So accountability is absolutely foundational and fundamental in coaching. And then I would say the biggest thing, though, Brian, is unemotional outside eyes because let's face it like we're human beings we all have egos we all have emotions and when you look take a step back and look at something objectively um, things become a lot clearer and when you're own you, when you're own you're, when you're in your own problem when you're in your own situation just as human nature we manifest it to be a bigger deal than it actually is <laughs> so when you have a coach who's literally, you know, not emotionally involved into the situation and can just look at it with objective eyes, you typically are going to get better feedback, better coaching, and you're going to make better decisions if you follow that coach, of course, who, you know, has experience and knows what they're talking about. Yes, it's that story of not, not, not hoping to hear what you want to hear, but actually having your ears open to what you're going to be told. <laughs> Amen said, to that. Third party, unemotional involvement. Yeah. Amen. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Okay, cool. So um, what do you see, you know, we've been talking off air about the, the, the growth in the fitness health area, um, you know, gymnasiums opening left, right and centre. What, what do you see as the, as the future of the fitness industry, right? 
I really do think, and we talked about coaching, um, coaching is the future. And, and the reason I say this is um, there's no shortage of gyms, especially big box gyms, which you just have rent, rent access to weights. Um, but information um, or equipment alone is just not enough. And human nature, we need, especially when it comes to fitness, we need a push. We need someone to, to hold us accountable. And especially with the fast pace of the world that we live in with technology, et cetera, you know, most humans, which is totally okay, are not fitness professionals. They're not, you know, designing the workouts. They're not, you know, uh, designing the nutrition programs um, just because they have, you know, a career, they have a family, they have kids to take care of. Uh, so the future of the fitness professional or fitness industry will still remain in coaching and having that accountability. Uh, and, uh, and really, I think that's the secret of success. It's the secret to why we've been so successful um, because let's face it, even with uh, AI and technology as it is, humans crave human connection and having that accountability of coach, of a coach uh, is, is a game changer. So I really strongly believe that will continue to be the trend as we move forward. I mean, that's, that's very concise. Thank you for that. Wise words indeed. So um, in, in wrapping up, you mentioned Steve Jobs and somewhere in the conversation early on, you mentioned the why from the point of view of what drives the business, the passion, the emotion. So what, what's your sort of calling when you look at the world overall? What's the message that you would be sharing? Um, well, I think there's two separate things for me, Brian. Um, my calling is to spread health and fitness um, and, you know, develop transformations uh, for the human race and starting with our franchisees, but having a big ripple effect. Uh, so fitness changed my life in early 2007. Um, you know, I went from having, you know, being overweight uh, to lacking self-confidence, to lacking enthusiasm. And uh, I went through my own fitness transformation and I got the, the physique I was looking for. I put in 20 pounds of muscle, stripped away 20 pounds of fat, but more than that, it changed my life. And really, I think that's why I'm so passionate about it, which is my calling. Uh, but my message to the world, and I, I tap into uh, a philosophy called stoicism, which I'm sure you and your uh, uh, audience has heard of. And it sounds a little bit cold, but it's, it's the truth. And it's really a winner's mentality. And the fact is, Brian, that no one is coming to save you. No one is coming on their white horse to gallop and save you. If you want to be successful in life, if you want to have a life of impact and purpose, you have to take accountability, you have to save yourself, and you have to take action to help you, which then in part, you can help the world. So I would say that's my calling and my message. Bryce, that sums it up beautifully. I've thoroughly enjoyed talking with you today. And I, I think our audience would join in saying thank you. Really appreciate you making the time available in a very busy um, environment in which you're in which you're obviously working, but it sounds like a marvelous environment to work in. Um, there's a there's two or three things I'd like to just summarize here that I think everyone should take note of. Um, when we spoke about what you need as, as a sort of driver, if you're looking at, at franchising, is you mentioned about having courage, being a good communicator, and have a, a vision bigger than yourself, and and also staying on vision and having having your why. Um, to really give you that, that driving force. So I appreciate that. And the other key elements I took was, you know, to, to establish a successful franchise and indeed a successful business, um, hiring professionals, um, having a stringent recruitment process um, and, um, and providing great support and having that relationship with your employees or your franchisees through, in the case of franchising, the Franchise Advisory Council which you, like a lot of people, took some time to set up. But in retrospect, you mentioned you wish you'd done it earlier because it creates that communication channel. Um, Absolutely. 
Uh, so, Bryce, thank you so much. I could mention a dozen different things as well that you've mentioned there. I really appreciate your focus and concentration on giving us great value. Anything you'd like to say in closing? Uh, I am so honored to be on your show, uh, Brian. And I, I know, I hope I provided value to your audience and uh, I look forward to doing it again and, you know, go forth and conquer and really make the impact that you're looking for would be, I guess, my final sign off. Love it. I think I've got to find my way to a fit body boot camp. Not because I'm overweight, but I need to keep that fitness up, boy. Um, okay, go. it's been delightful. Thanks. It's been a, been a privilege having you on the show. I really appreciate it. And uh, your generosity and sharing so much. So um, if people would like to learn more about Fit Body boot, boot Camp, I guess the place to go is your website, is it? It is. You can go to fitbodybootcamp.com. And if you just want to follow along, even, you know, go. And that's more of our client consumer website. Um, but if you um, go to any of my social media handles, which is Real Bryce Henson, not to be confused with fake Bryce Henson. So Real Bryce Henson is all my social media channels, including my website. And you can actually find more about you know, the application process if you are interested in becoming a Fit Body Bootcamp owner. Or again, if you're a consumer, you can go to our, our website, fitbodybootcamp.com. Great. I'll make a note of that on the email when we send this out to our guest list. So thanks again. It's been great chatting to you. And thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you've got as much out of this as I have. And look forward to chatting to you when we have our next Franchise Radio Show. Bye.